Welcome back to the Sugars Podcast. So we are continuing on with the stories of Fende Khan and his son Asman Khan. And chapter 8 ended off with Asman Khan asking his father-in-law Fende Khan for the horse, the fancy clothes, the weapons that he received from Guru Hargobin. So chapter 9 now starts describing how uh, Asman Khan's mind is just obsessed with these fancy items, you know, that his father-in-law received thinking how he can get them off him. So he had this idea to ask his mother-in-law for them. And, you know, if he still wouldn't get them, he said he'd leave the house and leave their daughter altogether. So Osman Khan's thinking this plan, you know, he's thinking that, you know, I'll leave the house, I'll become this fakir, this wandering holy man. I won't ever meet their daughter again. You know, these fancy clothes that my father ha- father-in-law has, you know, they suit me best. I'll look amazing in them. My father-in-law is so old, he still wants to look good, this doesn't make any sense. You know, perhaps he doesn't think of me as his kid, he doesn't love me, well that's not right. So he's thinking all these thoughts as he comes home, and he goes to his mother-in-law and he begins to cry in front of her. The mother-in-law is really worried and asks him, you know, what's going on, why are you so sad? Asman Khan replies saying, your husband disrespected me you know i had asked for these really fancy clothes that he had received as a gift from guru hargobind he wouldn't give them to me guru hargobind gave him a horse he won't even let me ride the horse if you can convince him well that would be great but if not well i'm gonna die then you know i really want these you know i'm a son of Pratan. if somebody doesn't listen to me you know we don't tolerate that you know you've always loved me as a, as a son but you know i still don't understand why you, you wouldn't give these items to me if I asked for them. You know, I'm honestly telling you this. Get me the horse, get me the clothes, otherwise I'll die. And the mother-in-law heard this, comforted him a little bit, saying, you know, son, just breathe, take some deep breaths. You will get everything you want. Don't worry about this. You know, whatever money items we have, you know, that's meant for you. When, you know, my husband comes home, I'll convince him, you'll get these, don't worry. At the same time, Pandekhan does come home, you know, he walks in, he's smiling. He's smiling so wide like a lotus flower is, is you know, blooming, blossoming, all open. So he, he comes in, this is about midday, so it's really hot now. He sits on his bed, he takes these clothes off because he's feeling hot. He takes off the kanda, the sword, the shield that he has. And he puts these, you know, beside him on the bed. His wife is there sees all these uh, new items, sees the clothes and, you know, approaches him and says, you know, Asman Khan is asking for these gifts he received from Guru Hargobind. He's crying. Uh, he says you uh, disrespected him. He said you don't really, you know, deserve these because you're an old man now. Uh, he's a young Bhutan. He's really proud, you know. He said he's going to leave our daughter if you don't give him these items and that they'll be very difficult. Uh, this whole situation will be very difficult to deal with if you don't uh, just listen to him. So Pandekhan replies that, you know, these gifts were given to me by Guru Hargobind. You know, uh, he told me that when I sh- should go see him, I should be wearing these clothes, the weapons, I should be riding the horse when I go see him. You know, I can't give these up. I promised to him and I agreed to that. So after some time, perhaps, you know, I'll go see the Guru a few times like this, wearing the clothes with the horses and the weapons. And then maybe eventually, slowly, slowly, uh, you know, I'll start giving some of these items to my son-in-law. But this kid is an idiot. You know, he doesn't understand. He's just being stubborn. He just wants it right away. You know, that Guru gives me so many priceless 
items, you know, how could I not obey him? So his wife, his wife replies that, you know, what are you even saying? Do you not even realize Asman Khan's your son-in-law? You know, he's going to go become a fakir, you know, this wandering holy man, he's going to go die basically. And if your son goes and dies that way, you know, what pride will your lineage ever, you know, retain then? You know, use your brain. You get these type of gifts all the time from your guru. But you know, what, you can't live without these? Relax. So at that time, uh, Bandicon's wife grabs the clothing. And Bandicon said, you know, hey, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to ruin my career? So basically, he says that because Bandicon is, you know, essentially a, a paid mercenary of Guru Hargobind. So Bandicon wouldn't let go of the clothing. And his wife, you know, there's, there's a bit of a struggle here. His wife then snatches it after slapping his hand down. And after, you know, she kind of uh, snatches it, she smiles and kind of laughs as she kind of walks away. And here Kavisantok Singh says that, you know, look at these warriors who amidst, you know, a heated battle can bear the strikes and blows of swords without retreating. But these same battle-hardened warriors are easily won over and controlled by these delicate, you know, beautiful women. So Pandekan sitting here now with his head lowered, he's thinking about Guru Hargobind, thinking how uh, he's going to meet with the Guru now, like what can I do basically, he's thinking. Uh, you know, it says here that, you know, this idiot Pandekan was sitting there in anxiety, you know, thinking about a way to fix it, but you know, he really couldn't find out a way to fix this uh, situation that he's in. So the mother-in-law then delivers these clothes to Osman Khan, who's just over the moon. He's just super happy right now. You know, he puts these clothes on, these clothes that he'd probably never seen in his entire life. Now he has the opportunity to wear them. So I really fancy the stad, a turban, he adorns on his head, fancy clothing on his body. He adorns the kanda sword, a shield to his body. And he actually just goes around the village showing off to everybody, like, look how good I look. So. Bandit Khan is extremely sad at this point about what's happening. You know, he couldn't even drink water or eat any food. Um, all night he was just in anxiety, he couldn't sleep. His eyes couldn't even rest, couldn't even stay closed over the night. So he just gets up early, you know, after not even sleeping, basically like a sick person who was just in pain all night. Asman Khan, on the other hand, you know, he got up in the morning, he got dressed again in these clothes, he gets all decked out with the weapons, he jumps on that new horse um, after putting a, a very fancy fabric underneath the saddle. He was extremely happy while riding out on his horse because he was going now uh, into the jungle to hunt for a little bit. And on the way, he would occasionally uh, make the horse jump and gallop to test out how agile and how fast this horse was. So eventually he rides into a jungle looking for deer and various type of birds to hunt and you know after you know roaming around for a little bit he decides to take a rest in an orchard on on, on the other side baba gurditta guru hargobind's eldest son was obeying the command which we talked about in the previous episode that his father asked him guru hargobind asked him to get up early in the morning before sunrise to head out uh, to hunt to test out this new hawk that he got uh, so he's strapped up on a beautiful horse uh, and taking along with him some other warriors. He started to head out to the jungle for hunting. He waited for some time. Uh, they were waiting for Pandekan to join them, but he never showed up. So they just went without him. Uh, Baba Gurditta now getting into the forest uh, would let the hawk go. And the hawk would 
you know, go up, fly up, then swoop down and kill various birds. You know, everybody was praising this hawk. We're saying, wow, you know, what an amazing, priceless hawk this is. You know, this is the first time we've seen anything like it in our life. The way he swoops down so quickly without any of the birds even noticing that this hawk is swooping down on them. So this hawk ended up eating, you know, plenty of birds that day. Um, and by noon, you know, this hawk was quite satiated at this point. So the day went on and, you know, like I said, it was noontime now, it was extremely hot. Uh, so Baba Gurdata and the warriors were thinking, okay, now it's best probably head back to Kartarpur. But on the way, they were passing uh, Pandit Khan's uh, village. And in a jungle nearby, they saw this one bird kind of just jump out from the bush, a, a ruddy sheldrake, a beautiful reddish type of bird. And it jumps out of the bush, flies into the air. All the warriors saw it and, and uh, Baba Gurdatta commanded uh, his hunting attendant to let the hawk go and catch that bird. The attendant tried to stop Gurdatta saying, you know, this hawk is already satiated. He already eaten a lot today. He's not going to chase that bird. Don't let it go. If you send this hawk off, it's just going to fly off. So uh, Baba Gurdatta doesn't really listen to him. He's very excited about this, sends the hawk off. And the hawk just kind of flies away. He's not really uh, bothered by that bird. He just ends up flying off. So the hawk ends up flying to the area that Asman Khan was resting at. Asman Khan sees this hawk, or sorry, first he sees how all the birds in that forest, that orchard that he's in, you know, immediately just start to fly away. And because those birds had noticed that a hawk is coming. And then Asman Khan sees this hawk kind of fly into the orchard that he's in, a beautiful white hawk. And then he begins to try to bring it down. You know, eventually he was able to get a hold of it, you know, in the way that uh, people catch and tame hawks. And when he was holding it, he thought, you know, Khuda himself, like God himself, had truly blessed me with this amazing gift sent from the heavens, you know, uh, that he's giving me this beautiful hawk. You know, I can't let anybody else see it. So he quickly goes back to his house and you know when he gets back into his house uh, he tells his mother-in-law who's standing there that you know look at this like Khuda, like god has given me this amazing hawk you know i successfully brought it down um you know it looks to be priceless and probably from some really far off land like, look how beautiful and white this hawk is so Pandakan's wife says, you know, you should probably hide that hawk. It looks like it's very, very valuable. You know, make sure nobody else sees it. Uh, so there's no, you know, argument, fight over ownership about it. So Pandakan's in the other room. He hears this talk about a hawk. So he gets up. He walks over and sees, you know, wow. He's like, wow, this is, this hawk, this is Guru Hargobind's hawk. And he's telling his son-in-law, Asmanka, that. So he says, you know, I'll take this hawk back to Guru Hargobin. He'll forgive me for any mistakes that I did. Um, you know, Guru Hargobin told me to wear these fancy clothes, the weapons, jump on the horse and go join uh, Baba Gurdatta this morning. But I never went. But if I bring this hawk back, perhaps he'll forgive me for my mistake. And, you know, if I can keep my job, my position with Guru Hargobin as a mercenary, then, you know, I'll be all right in life since uh, Guru Hargobin is so generous to me. So Smaan Khan hears this and is very angry. He says, you know, have you forsaken your religion? You're working for a Hindu guru? You know, leaving your faith just to have a steady income? You're afraid of them, so you're saying that, you know, I should give this hawk over to them? If the guru finds out about this and sends an army here, well, I'll battle them. I don't care. 
And if he has more forces than me, then, you know, I'll go to the Emperor, Shah Jahan. The Guru first stole the Emperor's hawk. This white hawk is way more beautiful than even the one they stole. So I'll go and I'll give him this as an offering and I'll make the Emperor extremely happy. You know, I'm not a wuss like you. I'm a proud son of a Pathan. I could die fighting in battle, but I won't give up this hawk. You know, this priceless and rare hawk was given to me by Khuda, by God. What kind of coward would, you know, forget the pride of his lineage and give this hawk away? So listening to this, Bandicom was extremely sad, you know. He just overtaken with anxiety and worry. He couldn't even say anything as a reply. He knew he couldn't do anything at this point and was extremely regretful about the entire situation, you know, thinking, you know, this has become truly an unfortunate incident. So it was at this very moment when the hunting attendants of Baba Gurdutta who were looking for the hawk came into the village and they had seen all the area of the forest and they didn't find the hawk there so they were just truly bewildered they didn't know where it went but they had an idea that it was in this village area so they then went to the house of Bernicon and they began knocking on the door calling Bernicon out and uh, as Bernicon started to walk towards the door his wife you know was telling him listen you know don't tell anybody about this hawk if you want your son-in-law to live then you should lie and tell them that the hawk didn't come in this direction otherwise just recognize that you basically begun the end of your son-in-law you should have listened to him whatever he said at the start so Khan walks out meets with the hunting attendants and he says you know no hawk came this way i've not even seen any hawk um he then takes the hunting attendants uh around the village with osman khan um, you know, asking the villagers if they've seen any hawk and telling them not to hide the hawk and provide it to them. Uh, he's doing this charade for about an hour. Um, and then eventually Osman Khan's had enough of this as well. And he tells the hunting attendants, tells the other six there, like, look, you've looked everywhere. You know, you've, we've, you know, scoured this whole village. You've not found it. So now just leave, just leave this village, go look somewhere else. So becoming, a, it mentions a nimikarami, so like somebody who's truly ungrateful, a liar. Uh, Asman Khan basically invited death to his doorsteps by saying this lie. And at that point, the attendants realized that Asman Khan and Bende Khan were being deceitful. And they say, they say to him, they say, we saw the hawk come in this direction. You know, this is Guru Hargobind's great hawk, and we will find it. And at that point, they go back to Baba Gurdutta and they say to him, the hawk is in Pandey Khan's house. And this is where chapter 9 ends. We'll pick up next time as the sixth deal with Pandey Khan and his son-in-law. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Guru